Hi, gang. Welcome to this week's bonus episode. Man, we covered a lot of ground in that last reading of <laughs> Samuel. Boy, Indeed. howdy. Um, so I want to start out with a thing that I think is on the top of all of our minds, and that is golden tumors. I know um, it's not the top of my mind. I always <laughs> haven't been able to stop since, thinking about it. Yeah. Ever since we read it. Yes. <laughs> Well, here's the funny thing is, you know, as we pointed out during the reading that there are some translations, most notably the King James Version, that translates it to hemorrhoids instead of tumors. Mm, Yes. Um, There's a lot of debate, fierce, fierce, passionate debate about this. online it matters deeply what the difference is yes it matters deeply to people um so specifically um what it what originally said in the king james version was that uh it described a plague of emeralds which is the archaic term for hemorrhoids uh derived from the old french word emeroid emeroid that's where it comes from so emeralds uh, but specifically that these emeralds would smote the people in their quote unquote secret parts right um you wow. know and so a lot of people there are like it it's the secret parts obviously it's got to be hemorrhoids um <laughs> interesting okay yeah. yeah well couldn't it have been like uh hsv potentially it could have been it could have uh, yes there's there's plenty of scholars who translate it to just some kind of disease of the secret parts. Some people make the argument maybe it was actually an outbreak of bubonic plague. Um, Other people say maybe it was the bites of camel spiders, apparently. Right. Um, I didn't know camels had spiders. They had little baby spiders. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, so there is like a lot, a lot of harsh debate. It seems like from what I can find that most like scholars who are in it to win it are on board with the hemorrhoid train, like okay. not just tumors. That is like, yeah, straight up really? hemorrhoids. Yeah, I'm yes. Because s- I felt like when I was, because I researched this a little bit, because I was trying to look up stuff about the Philistines capturing the Ark and this came up as part of it. And it seemed to me like the predominant thing that people landed on was that it was tumors. Well, mm. I guess it kind of depends on who you talk to <laughs> yeah, now. I guess so. <laughs> um, and then this, researching this topic led me down a really weird rabbit hole of like a lot of late 90s looking websites um, okay love those a lot of like late 90s atheist blogs actually oh really um okay yeah because i guess they love holding this up as like uh, look at how weird the bible is right you know right. um and let's make fun of it because it's so funny and my website looks like shit anyway um (laughs) Uh but not just not just the atheist bloggers also you know the the christian scholars who also had crappy looking websites in the late 90s early 2000s but one scholar talked about the fact that like oh it makes sense that that god would give them hemorrhoids because hemorrhoids back in that day like sometimes curing hemorrhoids was even worse than the hemorrhoids themselves you know so it was maybe much more of a serious affliction than it is for us today um and that's true this did lead me down a rabbit hole now of reading about um hippocrates of hippocratic oath fame right and what he wrote about how to resolve hemorrhoids i'm not gonna tell you god in depth yeah you really I got right up in there. Um, oh, I'm not going to read this because it's really gross and and painful. And <laughs> We're going to spare the listener. <laughs> yeah, but basically, Hipp- Hippocrates had a couple of his favorite solutions for hemorrhoids. Both of them involved um, laying the patient over two round stones upon his knees. Um, and uh, whatever you're doing to get rid of the hemorrhoid is really horrible and painful and stuff like that. But my favorite line was that he writes... 
And this should be accomplished without the patient's knowledge while he is kept in conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is there a way in which he wouldn't know what was happening down well, there? Would he just well, be like 100% like, oblivious to he it? Knows, he knows something's going on down south, but it's kind of like, I don't know, what I appreciate about when I go to a good gynecologist is that like when they're doing the most uncomfortable parts of the pap smear, that they that's right when they've asked you, oh, so like, where were you just traveling? And, and mm-hmm. then I'm yeah. in the middle Thankfully, of talking about that yep. and then yeah. not focused on the pain. So yeah, totally. I see. I think it's the ancient version of a good gynecologist. Hippocrates was. <laughs> Hippocrates, but, all right. okay, great. Uh, that's everything I learned about golden tumors. Oh, that was the other thing. It's also down this rabbit hole. So many artistic renditions of what golden tumors slash golden hemorrhoids might look like. Oh, um, yeah, because so we remember we had our great. like wooden butt mounting with the golden <sighs> hemorrhoid attached you had, to it. You had your wooden butt mounting. <laughs> let me remind you. What? So what, what were the artistic renditions? Could you paint us a word picture of, of what kind of stuff you found? Are they just blobs? Just, just blobs of in gold. In your head, imagine a golden hemorrhoid. And I can't. I, I don't even know what a hemorrhoid looks like. Yeah, I but I can't. it like I could imagine a tumor more than a hemorrhoid. Just imagine like, kind of like a an ass tumor a little bit, you know, but, and then you'll have the beginning of an idea. But with a but with in gold, a butt to go with yes. it, or just a, a blob of gold. That's what, I keep feeling like, like it's to just going to look like a blob. I'd like to think that it's like a rod and then like protruding from the rod are like little boiled balls of gold just like, (laughs) you know, going every which way. It's kind of like a like a Legend of Zelda boss, like, you know, (laughs) later on in the game. That classic classic hemorrhoid boss that you fight. No, there is one. The one inside Jabu Jabu's belly, it looks like it has hemorrhoids like on the outside of its body. It's really gross. Uh, like, All you okay. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time fans know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yes. Anyways, that that was beautiful, Dedeker. Thank you for that. Uh, that I, I will not stop thinking about hemorrhoids now. I will continue to not stop thinking about it. Uh, Jace, oh, you had some more interesting fun about the arc correct yeah so i was trying to look into the the philistines i keep wanting to call them the philistines because in that samson and delilah movie that i watched that's how they pronounce it the philistines um so right okay so i was reading up on the ark of the covenant and when you look up stuff about the ark there's a lot of other things like a lot of the blogs out there and stuff are more about like theorizing about where is it now how did it get lost and not about this specific instance of it getting taken but um i did find some stuff about it that was it was kind of interesting um there's no conspiracy theories that the philistines actually swapped out like a dummy arc and they've had it this oh, whole time oh, that's, good. that's cool you should write that Ooh, one because right? i didn't and find that one and they gave it to the nazis i love and it and they gave it to the nazis yeah exactly. straight to yeah. the nazis from there <laughs> uh i didn't find anything about that um what i did find though is kind of a little more nuance about sort of what happened Uh, with it and essentially it's that the bad things that happened actually sort of if you look at more of the apocrypha and some of the other writings you'll find it it got worse at each city it went to instead of just being the same at all of them i had more the impression it was just the same um but uh that it's like at the first one let me see if i can find this this section here uh, but yeah, basically, like at the first one, they got the hemorrhoids, and at the second one is where they also got the mice, and then another one, it says, 
um, extensive tumors and panic. And then the next one is like tumors on those who did not die. Like, so as in it killed a bunch and gave tumors to others. And so I guess the idea kept kind of getting worse. One thing that was interesting, though, is kind of about the um, the fact that it mentioned the mice, too, which in some translations it oh, calls yeah. rats. We forgot about it. Yeah. Because in ancient Hebrew at the time, there was no distinction between rice and mice and rats. They were all rice. <laughs> rice and mats. <laughs> yeah. Between mice and rats, there was no distinction. So language wise, right? There was just the mm-hmm. one word for them. So one potential theory is that actually what happened was an outbreak of bubonic plague, which causes growths, which would have yeah, been the tumors. Was, that, and then that falls in line with kind of the other theories that I ran into also. Right, right. And then and then the and then that's why the rats are there, too. So it's not just about like, how do we translate this one word? But like, why did we mention mice or rats? It's like, yeah. oh, well, if you think about it that way, then that connection is there. Um, they also uh, some of the stuff I read tried to make a par- a parallel between this and the plagues of Egypt, like a similar thing of of Yahweh or God using using plagues, using you know boils essentially to hmm. to get freedom again. Although this time, weirdly, freedom just for the ark and not. Although I guess it did lead to the people getting free of the Philistines because they were also, I think, enslaved by them at the time. <laughs> Um, okay <laughs> but also at the cost of killing like that entire group of people remember that? yeah well okay i'm gonna get to that in a second but before i get to that um the, so the other thing is that the timeline of when this actually happened is up for some debate so it's in first samuel here near the beginning but there's some scholars who actually believe that this belongs timeline wise near the beginning of second Samuel and that this is actually part of the rise of King David and not actually huh. because Samuel's yes. never mentioned in the story at all until kind of like afterward. And so there's sort of a theory that this account was in a different document that kind of got stuck here when really it should have hmm. been in the other place. Um, so anyway, that's just kind of fun, fun thing to think about. Uh, wow. But OK, so Beth Shemesh. So they attach those two milky coos and drive it off with the, the wagon with the ark and all the gold tumors and mice. And it goes to this town of Beth Shemesh where they all worship and stuff. And then, and then a bunch of them die. And so yes. I also wanted to look into that. And what I found was interesting is I found, first of all, a website called TyndaleArchive.com. And immediately I was like, I love you. Uh, Piqued your interest immediately, it's of got, course. It's got my boy Tindale's name in there. Uh, but this particular one is called The Tragedy at Beth Shemesh. And it's actually exploring the different ways that that passage has been translated across the Septuagint, as well as the many, many uh, translations of this. And there's essentially four factors to this story that are slightly different in different accounts. Number one is why the people were killed. Two is who was killed exactly amongst that group. Three is how many were killed. Uh, well, and then that, that's it. That's really the three. And then the, the fourth question here is what's up with the number 50, which we also asked. But this article. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Numbers. This number, or this article here did not, I think, answer the question of why the number 50, but it did do an interesting job exploring the others. And so it lists out that verse in a bunch of different translations. And just to give you kind of an example here, um, we've got something like, 
Uh, well, some of these are a little wackier than others. Um, like here's a translation. It says the sons of Jeconia, however, did not rejoice along with the men of Beth Shemesh when they saw the Ark of the Eternal. So he struck 50,070 of them and the folk mourned because the Eternal had smitten the folk with a heavy slaughter. Right. There was that wow. weird kind of hanging 70 also. Right. And then let's see, here's another one. Um, and and he went striking down the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked upon the Ark of Jehovah. So he struck down among the people. So he struck down among the people seventy men, fifty thousand men. The people began what? mourning. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> he st- started are- with seventy, had to warm up, and then and then fifty thousand. The fifty thousand. Okay, Gosh. here's here's a totally different one. And he smiteth among the men of Beth Shemesh, for they looked into the ark of Jehovah. Yea, he smiteth among the Yay. people seventy men, fifty chief men, and the oh. people mourned. Uh-huh. Very different. Right. Very, very different. Uh, or, so the fifty were the really important ones. Potentially, yeah. Or, or the seventy the what? Here's the most confusing, I think, is from the King James. And he smote the men of Beth Shemesh, because they had looked into the Ark of the Lord, and he smote of the people fifty thousand and three score and ten men. That makes oh, perfect boy. sense. <laughs> Four score and thirty men ago. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, basically they they kind of summed it up and there's a few things. So one is the reason why they died. And in one of those translations I read, it's it was a group that it was one particular family that didn't celebrate with everyone else. He killed them. In another one it was that he killed whoever because they looked into the ark. In another one it's they kill he killed the people who did worship at the ark. Or another one they killed people because huh. they they weren't priests who went up to the ark. So there's like a bunch of subtly different explanations of it was it this sons of jaconia or was it just people in general was it chiefs or was it commoners it's like unclear and was it just some fools accidentally discharged the power of the ark potentially that was an accident it was a mistake and now we're trying to figure out why would yahweh let that happen yeah well like what conclusions can you draw from all of that and like all the differences that people have in what they think happened I mean, that's that's the problem is that essentially this this article covered the fact that this particular passage has been for 2000 years has been one that translators have struggled with just being Mm -hmm. like, what really is this supposed to say? Um, And yeah, it could be anywhere from 70 men, 70 men with 50 of them being chiefs all the way up to. 50,000 or you know 5,070 5, 5, sorry five yeah 50,000 so yeah some 5,000 some 50,000 it's just nuts nobody knows and then wow. in, in some it only killed people from Jaconius's family in others it killed people of the village and in others it killed people of the village as well as oxen and bulls that were owned by the villagers huh. so it's just this they like, didn't do anything they didn't do anything yeah so it's just weird it's just a real they didn't even choose <laughs> real to be a part thing. of that family yeah wow we'll all never, right we'll, we'll never know. 
no, we probably won't. I don't know. Maybe maybe God will tell us one day what actually happened. <laughs> um, but I was very interested in the whole story of Eli just in general, because as we're reading it, I was like, you know, Eli doesn't really seem like that bad of a guy. And he was the one who sort of raised Samuel. And so, like, shouldn't he get some points for that? And so I wanted to look up like more on what the whole deal with Eli was and why he basically got such a bad punishment with his two two sons and stuff later on. And so, of course, when I do this, like I I end up going down a rabbit hole of finding a really like Christian blog on the subject. Yeah, you do have a knack for finding these real apologist blogs. Finding the most Christian of blogs. But it is interesting to me because it's not like a, uh, it's not something that I would think of like in terms of this story. So to me, I think it is kind of fascinating to be like, oh, okay, so that's like what somebody who's really faith-based thinks about this particular thing. So I didn't realize, but yeah, um, this person found the fact that, uh, sorry, Samuel didn't already know who God was at the beginning of that story to be like a big, bad deal, a big problem. Um, And it's because I guess Eli didn't tell Samuel already, like, this is who God is. He may speak to you one day. So if you hear something like that, then you should already be aware of it kind of thing. So he's, he was very upset. I've never upset. heard that interpretation before. I know. I found it to be a little weird, but it was like he should have been made familiar with him already. And this is a very serious dereliction of duty on the part of <laughs> Eli. Huh. So. Huh. I know, okay. that what, was interesting. What, a, yeah, yeah. what an interpretation. Wow. I know, yeah, but and this guy is like, I'm not being too harsh on Eli because Eli has a pattern of like not doing well to like the, his kids or like people who he's bringing up because his sons are wicked men. Right, they're and, like kids. Yeah, and I guess Eli does like tell his sons off, but this guy takes, he doesn't like the fact that the rebuke is weak of yeah Eli to his sons what he should have done according to this guy is like cast him out cast the sons out of like being a part of the priesthood in any sense and the fact that like he didn't do that is a big problem yes Jace now this might be a reach but part of me thinks that the person writing this article is trying to justify the fact that they kicked out their gay son from the house or something like that. Oh, God. I know that's really Jeez. dark, but that's what it feels like to me. It, it feels Jeez. like someone who's trying to justify He's a trying complete to feel lack of compassion about... for how well, you treat your children. I mean, maybe. It just says, yeah, it's like when it is called to his attention, meaning the fact that the sons are bad boys, Mm -hmm. he gives a verbal rebuke, but he must do more than this. They have acted so scandalously that they must be removed. They are a threat to others by their exploitative and opportunistic behavior. They should have been removed as a true fact that we struggled with this very, uh, yes, very same thing in the clergy sexual abuse scandal of recent years. This was written in 2012, by the way. That's huh. fascinating that he talks about that and goes there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I guess God rebukes Eli for his re- weak rebuke. And then he basically says God cannot allow Eli and his sons to minister at Shiloh any longer. And so, yeah, Samuel huh. is going to take up the the priesthood and Hophni and Phinehas will die for their sins and Eli's line is at an end. So 
Yeah, fascinating. And so basically this guy thinks that like this whole story is about that in general, like this part of the story of Samuel and Eli is basically telling parents you need to instill like God and fear of God uh, within your children from a very young age so that they know when they're really young, like, okay, maybe God is going to come to me. And this guy also talks about how when he was very young praying, like one of his earliest memories was being five years old and talking to God while he was praying. And then, yeah, he's like, I don't feel God in his presence as much anymore because I grew older and the flesh became more alive, is what he said. I'm like, what does that what mean? Is, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. I, he's like, sadly, as I grew older and the flesh beca- became more alive, I lost my ability to hear the still small voice of the Lord. I'm like, okay. Well, this is getting down. Yeah, I think now this is getting yeah. down and dirty with somebody's personal relationship with the Lord. That, no, it definitely yeah. is. But yeah, but anyways, so that was interesting. So this was one person's interpretation of why Eli and the, the story of Eli is like such a big deal. But I found that to be very interesting. And I guess it's just like a cautionary tale to all your parents out there. Like tell your kids from an early age, like how big and bad God is. And that if you don't obey him and you don't uh-huh. obey me, then you're going to die and I'm going to die. And it's going to be terrible. Jeez. Just like Eli. The end. The end. Wow. What a great uplifting wow. lesson there. It's a good yeah. bedtime story. Yeah. Remember when Definitely. I said a few weeks ago that Emily should teach a Sunday school class? I take it all back. <laughs> Definitely not. There it is. No, I, I obviously am not the person who should do that in any capacity. But yeah, anyways, that was fascinating. And I'm excited uh, now that we've kind of moved through a lot of the story of Samuel, like kind of what's going to happen here, because it almost felt like an ending at the end of the last episode. It was like, Mm -hmm. and Samuel ruled for X amount of years or whatever, like he judged for this many years. And I was like, okay, so is that it? But it's clearly not. We have a lot of Samuel left. I I did learn also that I was was a little bit mistaken about Samuel and it being about his kids in those generations it's not it's oh samuel's from the priest line right he's the new priest but the kings are separate from the priest so it's about all of the different kings that happened during the time of samuel but it's not really about samuel but it's supposedly written by him although modern scholars say it was actually collected from various works but it's more the idea that samuel wrote this story i guess interesting So, so that was something i learned recently i was like dang it Dang it. Okay, well, that'll be fun. Cool. Well, we will see you all uh, next time for the next episode and more of First Samuel. Samuel.